Today on Goodbye Heartbreak, Hello Purpose. When God snatched me up, I realized I can't love that man with an angry heart. I'm not healed, right? Because now I'm trying to make him responsible for what others have done to me. And that's when I realized I allowed those things to happen, right? And um, how can I receive fully with a broken heart? Hey, sis. Welcome to the Goodbye Heartbreak Hello Purpose podcast, the place where you learn how to move forward from heartbreak and achieve wholeness through emotional healing, spiritual growth, uncovering identity and behavior patterns, and saying yes to the calling God placed on your life. I'm your host, Candice Baddies, and I know what it's like to be heartbroken and confused about who you are and what God created you to do, but I also know what it's like to be healed and hold with clarity. If you're ready to have your broken heart mended, grow your faith, and discover who you are, why you do what you do, and what you were created to do, look no further. You're definitely in the right place. So kick off those cute shoes that's been hurting your feet all day and turn me up in those earbuds. We're about to get into it. Hey sis, thank you for joining me for another episode Today, you guys, we are jumping right on into part two of our interview with my sis, Rachel Stevens. If you have not listened to part one, you definitely want to go back and listen to part one because it was so good and definitely sets you up for part two and what's to come. She gives a lot of background information about all the stuff she endured. And today she's going to be talking to us about her healing journey and all the stuff that she had to endure afterwards. You guys, listen, whenever a breakup happens and even when you walk away from a toxic relationship... That does not mean that everything is going to just fall right into place the way you want it to right after you leave that relationship. There's going to be some twists and turns. It's going to be a journey, but I want you to know that you are so able to make it through this. I know many of you may have listened to last week's episode and seen yourself in that situation. Maybe you're still there, or maybe you just got out and you're like, wow, I didn't realize how foolish I was being. I didn't realize that I was being abused. I didn't realize that he was gaslighting me. I didn't realize those things. And after hearing that episode, you're like, I'm glad I left. It's a blessing that I left. And I hope that you can see that, but I know that it still hurts. And so don't feel any shame. Don't feel any guilt around still feeling pain behind that breakup because a heartbreak is a heartbreak, no matter the cause, no matter the person and how they treated you. If you love that person, then it hurts. And there's nothing that's going to really change that. But the healing journey is yours to take. And it's up to you how you do it. You can do it fast. You can do it slow. You can drown in it or you can get help. That's where I come in. I'm here to help you if you want help, sis. I am offering five to 10 minute discovery calls for free right now to see if coaching with me is suitable for you, if I am a good fit with you so that I can help you on your healing journey. I really want to be able to help you guys. I get you emails from some of you. I get DMs from some of you about advice. And I'm telling you, just sit down with me for a coaching session. And man, 
<laughs> you can walk away with a plan because the things that we think we need, it's not always what we need. <laughs> and we just need to get our focus and get a plan and get our goals right. Y'all, we end in 2022 really quickly and 2023 is upon us. And it's like, what's going to be your goal for the new year? I hope that you have the goal to really heal from this heartbreak. I don't want you to spend months and months or even all of 2023 trying to find your way and wondering why it's still hurting when you get to the end of the year. So email me at goodbyeheartbreakhellopurpose at gmail.com or even DM me if you want to do a free discovery call. Whatever the case is, I'm here for it. So we're going to get into today's episode so we can finish hearing about Rachel's incredible story and how God really healed her. It took a few years, y'all. Like I said, it's a journey. And it took a few years, not necessarily for her heart to be healed, but it took a few years to peel off some of those layers that have been piled piled upon her. She was feeling better, but it's like her lens need to be adjusted and some things needed to happen before she could enter into a healthy relationship. And for each of us, it's going to be different. You heard, uh, who was it, Latoya Guillory a few weeks ago, about a month or so ago, she was on my podcast and she said, I think it was like 10 or 11 years, nine years, somewhere, somewhere between nine and 11 years. Um, I can't remember specifically right now that her journey was before she can enter into another healthy relationship. For Rachel, she's going to tell you about the years it took her. For me, it took uh, a little less time, but that's just to say that it's everybody's different. And so don't put a timeline on it. Don't put pressure on yourself. Go ahead through this healing journey with God and allow him to order your steps and be on his timeline, okay? Because his timing is best, all right? If you want to know more about Rachel, make sure you read in the show notes or you can listen to last week's episode. I highly recommend if you did not listen to last week's episode that you listen because uh, this week may not make sense if you didn't listen to last week's episode. All right. So let's get into it, sis. Let me ask you. So during all this, I know your mom was very involved, but did you have uh, like, did you have friends who knew about this and who was trying to uh like direct you or tell you better? Girl, my, <laughs> I wish I could add my cousin on this podcast because I tell I said, girl, we need a, a podcast on how to be a fool, right? On how to be <laughs> a fool. Because she was on the same journey with me. We are, wow. you know, talking with each other, crying, understanding where, <clears throat> like, if I go through something, she'll go through something. But we never really mm-hmm. had a strategy to get out, right? Mm, and gotcha. we were um um we were mm, trying to find the words to say we were helping each other to be foolish to continue in that mm. level of foolishness y'all was sub- y'all y'all were each other's support system and being yes! <laughs> right and so uh yeah so she 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 knew a lot of what was going on and he would torment me about that you know one of his friends liked her but she really didn't like him and I'm getting upset with her why you won't make this work and I had to apologize Wait, what <laughs> <laughs> I was so controlled like psychologically Girl, he was like brainwashed I was a soldier right I was in boot camp. I made it through Girl, his boot camp. And his little arm. Wow. <laughs> but I didn't get promoted anymore. Honey, I had to go. 
Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Honorable discharge. Goodbye. Goodbye. So, so <clears throat> when you took at the end of that, when uh, was that homecoming weekend when you was bringing him back to, um, mm-hmm. and you told him that th- that it was over. Was yeah. that was it really over? Yeah, I had, it was over where, you know, there were times where we would still have conversations on the phone, but I did not make another commitment to him. My commitment was to myself. And on that journey, um, of course, you know, I had entertained probably one person that I, you know, talk with, but ultimately about five years of true singleness where I spent time with myself, no interruption. And towards that mm. last six year, I would, um, I would entertain this one guy. We had, I mean, all the check box, right? <laughs> These different check boxes we all have. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Let's stop it. Stop it with the, the list. Boxes. The list. Stop, stop it with the list, right? But there was a point that I realized in that growth where I spent time with guy that spiritually we didn't have a connection and that was very important to me. And so mm-hmm. that kind of discontinued on its own, but I, you know, we still have a mutual respect. Um, and then me, my husband, now we started reconnecting. I met Davis back when I was in high school and we were always friends, but I kind of dissed Davis for this, that relationship in college, I was like, mm-hmm. I don't want that. You know, I want this, right? I want Davis was too good, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no goody, goody two shoe. <laughs> Absolutely, right? And I remember um, in that relationship that I left, he was like, if we were ever, he said something to me and spiritually, right? It was so profound. He said, if something ever happens to us, I'm going to make it hard on the next individual. Ooh. David said, "Ooh, girl." Ooh. No, no, no. He didn't. He didn't say That's that. What, that. The guy. Wait, who said that? Oh, girl. He gonna make. Wait, with the foolishness he did. Squid. We gonna call him Squidward. That's what my mama called him. Squid. Okay, Squidward. yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. <laughs> Squidward said, "Whoever, whoever the next guy is, I'm gonna make it hard for them. I'm gonna make it hard for them. Where hmm. it's gonna be difficult for you to receive them." Girl, wow. I don't even know what he was speaking into the spiritual realm. Wait, wait, wait. Let's, let, take, take a moment. Let, yeah. Wow. Pause, pause. Okay. Yeah. First of all, let it all sink in. Because I'm honestly, I when you first said that, okay, I thought you was talking about Davis. And mm-hmm. so that I can see. <laughs> right? I can see him making it hard for the next person, but in a good way. Right. This fool Squidward. Um, yes. <laughs> he said that you right, girl. He released something into the atmosphere. And when we talk about the spiritual realm, y'all, it's not just for good and angels. The devil fights there. That's right. where he that's where he does everything. He pulls the strings where we cannot see. Mm-hmm. And so this Squidward has um y'all might title this squid. No, I'm not gonna do that. Anyway. <laughs> um <laughs> But thing. he released something in, into the demonic realm and yeah. the mm-hmm. spiritual realm that was demonic against your mm-hmm. life. Wow, yeah. y'all, y'all have to be careful. And you, and because you were so open to him, yeah, you, you received it into I your did. spirit. I did, and wow, it was very difficult. Where I was even, <clears throat> I was getting frustrated in my singleness. Let's talk about that. I, I did. I was mm-hmm. like, God, where is he? I'm going to walk down, I'm going to walk down, you know, 
the 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 owl and boom, I'm gonna pop into him. Right, right, guy. Is today gonna be the day, girl. Come, <laughs> come on, <laughs> <laughs> right. Today gonna be the day, guy. Okay, okay. Oh, I'm going off to this training. Um, in my career, I'm gonna run into him. Right, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna run into him. I was tormenting myself, right, taken mm-hmm. away from me getting to know my father. Yeah. And um, taking away that intimate space. And, but yeah, he spoke that. And there was, there was instances where Davis will come in. There were glimpses of Davis that he would appear in, in that period of my Mm -hmm. sickness that I would reject. Mm -hmm. I was so broken and hardened by the heart. I will reject anything that he would try. Hey, you want to go out to dinner? No, I don't like you. You know, who am I? <laughs> oh my God. I was horrible. Hey, DJ. I work with this other guy that I'm not connected spiritually with. Oh my mm-hmm. God. Like, and when the other guy. Can, can we wait? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I just want to pause right there because, y'all, when I talked about, so I think that was episode two. And I talked about the importance of emotional healing. This yeah. is why it is so important. Like this is the epitome of why it is so important because you can't, you, you're, you're walking through life with a broken lens. Mm-hmm. You can't see clear. There's no clarity. So you can't even recognize what's good before you. Your heart is hardened and you can't even receive the good. Like you just, <laughs> wow. Like it's like, like callous, like your yes. heart is callous. And you're, like I said, your lens is broken. So it's like you, everything just looks shattered. Everything looks shattered. Everything looks distorted. Um, and so when, when the blessings are before you, you can't even grab hold of it because you can't even see it. You can't even recognize it. So I just, I wanted to pause right there because I wanted to take that opportunity to, to really like point that out. Like that is why the emotional healing is like letting God come and fill your voids is so very important. Okay. And this is what I discovered in my singleness to piggyback on that, um, is I knew I discovered that I was emotionally sick with the music that was feeding that sickness. So I will listen to different mm-hmm. artists that will communicate to that pain. And, you know, some people can look at it. Oh, that's just expressive. Like you're expressing what's happening internally. No, I was emotionally sick because the words that I was entertaining from those lyrics fed and conditioned the state that I was in. Or like that one song, me and Mr. Wrong get along so good. Oh, girl, that was my song. And, I be like, <laughs> and I'm playing a word and I'm like, wait a minute. Why am I attracted mm-hmm. to this level of foolishness, right? Or there was girl. one by, um, 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 his name, I can't remember his name, but uh, I can't remember his name, but that song really... I was fasting and then this song came on, I'm singing it up. And during that fasting period, there was a revelation. This song was, I don't know his name. Was it Sam? He's like, he has this British tone. And um, he was talking about, you know, I just want someone to lay up beside me. And the Lord dealt with me. He said, Rachel, in this season, seasons in your life, you've been allowing people to rent space, right? When you think about mm-hmm. an apartment complex, right? You have all these different rooms. 
and you invite all these different people with different spirits, different baggage to come and check in, to fill the voids that you don't want to sit with yourself in this state of singleness, right? You don't want to sit with yourself so you give people access to those empty rooms so they can be fulfilled temporarily, right? And the people Mm -hmm. that you invite in and give access to don't want to make no long-term commitment with you. Therefore, you're renting space. I said, renting space. Oh, I said, (laughs) I'm sitting in this van. Like, yeah, at this time, I'm working now. I'm working in my career, done with college, done with grad school. I'm like, God, I'm renting space. Who have I allowed access to me in my spirit? into my emotional well-being who have I allowed access to take space and as they're taking space I didn't leave no space for him to come in and so one of my prayer was mm-hmm. my prayers was God come into the intimate space of my heart that fragile place I need you to come in I'm wounded be careful how you adjust through this space. I know you're in control, but I'm just telling you there's mm-hmm. spots that I'm not ready to go. So take your time mm-hmm. while, while you're in there, right? And so that was an awakening that I had. I was like, girl, you rent space. You gave me all these people access who don't want to make no long-term commitment to you. And you know it. We know it. We know it. Yeah. And there was another song we know. I was listening to Adele. Her song was, You Melt My Heart to Stone. She said, I hear these words that I made up um, 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 pretending that there can be an us. A lot of times we make up these narratives in our mind oh, yeah. about the oh, potential yeah. that this man or whoever our partner is could, you know, be one day. And we make these narratives up, including ourselves in this fantasy. And God, I named ordained them as stop it. Mm-hmm. Stop, Stop it. it. And I struggle with when God rejected certain people out of my life. I didn't understand that piece. So, yeah, he rejected. Uh, mm. it, 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 it reminds me how Samuel was weeping and mourning when um, Samuel had to go anoint David. And he said, Samuel, why are you weeping over what I rejected? And so I think back mm-hmm. to my life. God, why was I weeping over what you rejected? Mm. Okay, you rejected this. I got to trust you you for the people that not only just relationships, intimate relationships that I pursued, you rejected, but also friendships that no longer serve Mm. the purpose in my life. You rejected. And I have to surrender. That's a different episode right there. We're going to have to. process, um, having that awakening about renting space, you know, that, that there was that list, right? And I said, Lord, I surrender my choice of a man. I mm-hmm. surrender. I came uh, to that, that knowing, one right there. I came to that knowing where, as I was saying, Davis was in and out of, we were, he was presenting himself, right? Friends, mm-hmm. friends, like I wouldn't even hold hands with this dude, right? <laughs> I want to take you out. I don't have time. I don't have time. <laughs> what? Girl. <laughs> If I could wait, 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 hold up. In the past, I would shake her up. Like, girl, you fool. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Like, hold on. I want to. 
I just want to say this, like, okay, it's so funny because like, like you were rejecting Davis at first, right? Mm-hmm. I would have never imagined that I would have picked my husband to be my husband. <laughs> like if I had my list and what I wanted for yes. my life, he would, let's be, I'm going to be honest and say, I wouldn't have chose him. And not, yes. I mean, and not to mention like my husband is good looking. Yeah. My husband's fine. Yes. <laughs> but I'm like, really? you know, just, we have been friends for a long time too. Like since right. junior high school. And so I'm like, mm, that's not what I want for my life. And the Lord's like, girl, you don't know nothing. You got right. a whole thought in your whole head, like not one. So right. let me tell you about what you're going to get. Let me tell right. you about it. So that's the rendering is so important because we think we know what we want. Right. We think we know what's good for us, but we don't know. Hey, sis, sorry for the interruption, but I just want to ask you a couple of questions. Have you recently had a breakup and the pain is too much to bear? Do you feel broken with no idea how to heal even though you want to? Do you want to get over your ex? but you can't even get him out of your head? Are you ready to stop being sick to your stomach over this breakup? Personally, I know what it's like. When my relationship failed, I tried to numb my pain. Between emotional eating, binge watching reality TV shows, endless heartbreak songs, and then my favorite coping mechanism, moving on to another guy. None of which worked and left me feeling worse than I did before. Then I discovered the freedom from my brokenness, pain, and grief wasn't in the solutions I tried, but was in the only solution, Jesus. Imagine if you knew how to invite God into this season of your life and experience his peace, joy, and find true contentment while you heal. Come work with me and grab a heartbreak coaching session where we'll come up with your next 90-day roadmap so you can begin to find healing. I will help you partner with Jesus to find comfort and peace while finding some things that bring excitement and purpose back into your life in your newfound singlehood. You will be able to carry out the simple steps to make real progress in your healing journey with a customized plan of how to move forward. I have a few sessions available and I invite you to sit with me and begin writing a new chapter in your story. Email me at goodbyeheartbreakhellopurpose at gmail.com to book a free discovery call and see if I would be the right coach for you. I want to leave you with this verse from Philippians 4.19. And this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. I love you, sis. Let's get back to it. We don't know. We don't know. And let me tell you, there was another awakening I had during my singleness. I was entertaining this other guy who came into town and Davis was in town, too. He was coming from college. He's in grad school at the time. and He just wanted to take me out in public. But the other guy in the light, right? In the light, <laughs> they was wanting to take me out in the light. The other guy wanted to, you know, have me in the dark. Right? Went to a mm-hmm. bar, no one was around, and I started thinking, this looks familiar. Although he don't mm-hmm. talk the same as the other one, but his actions of having me in secret is familiar. This is familiar territory. Then I said, God, why am I rejecting this man over here? Right? What is in me that it's not that others are projecting that I'm not enough. It is me who believe there's a system that I'm finding within me that came before any relationship that I entertained and then established with the relationship with my father. Why am I rejecting something that's good? Okay. Okay. I need to go back into my closet. And so at this time, Davis was really trying to pursue me. 
And I was like, nah, I ain't ready. I respect you, but I ain't ready. And I don't even want to and sit privately. I don't even want to. <laughs> God is saying this food right here. DJ, if you're listening, DJ, right? if you're listening, <laughs> she done groove on. She done groove on. <laughs> so when I was ready to pursue DJ, there was some resistance, right? And I got look resistance from him. Yes, I was like, "Now wait a okay, minute, okay. it worked." The man said he didn't put himself out there several times. <laughs> look, I thought I had my heart right, but in my mind, believing in my own delusion, I didn't get my heart right. I'm ready. He was like, uh, "I was like, I tell you what, if you don't want this, you can just go ahead and tell me." I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> okay." <laughs> so. We had just stopped talking. It was so weird. Like we were trying to force it, but he was trying to force it and I wasn't ready. And I then I was ready because I guess I got tired. I said, All right, God, time's up. You know, I'm I'm about to be done. <laughs> like I this is a good man. I get it now. Let me go ahead and handle my business. And um, you know how a kid can be running, going into traffic, you know, and a parent snatch him up a little bit, God snatched him mm-hmm. up. And Davis, mm. he was going through his own stuff individually. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, I'm going to let you do what you want to do. So he entertained another woman. <laughs> so the guy snatched me up. Here I am crying and well. Oh, I thought you said that was mine, man. And, and that's <laughs> and that's, that's when I said, okay, God, I surrender my choice. I surrender, <laughs> and that was a, I surrender my choice of um, of a man, of what that man should look like, how he should behave, and da da da. And so I'm sitting at the counter with my mama. I'm on Facebook scrolling. Child, my neck must turn. I need to go to a chiropractor appointment because I pulled something. I saw him with another woman. I said, "What? This heifer didn't got Davis? How does he?" <laughs> so. Who is this, Harpo? Then wait, this is my brokenness, right? She's she advocate for my foolishness. That's all right. That's all right, sis. This is my other version of telling me. That's all right, sis. Mm-hmm. God, whoever he is, God got the best man for you. I was like, mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. telling my cousin this, who was also in that foolishness with me. She was like, mm-hmm. But secretly now she'll say, Girl, you messed that up because you so super <laughs> I was like, No, I had reasons why I had to be super spiritual in this singleness, right? And so we can laugh about it now. But um Two years later, yeah, about two years later, his relationship ended quickly. Um, um, some people were not just called to handle other people's traumas, right? Um, mm-hmm. Or be able to endure with them. Not for It's not for them to handle, but for them right. to be a companion, not to fix them, mm-hmm. not to kill them. They go get their own help. But in this, right. he would have to tell his own story, right? Um, and mm-hmm. his experience, I dare not, but it didn't work out. <laughs> a woman knows when there's a disruption, right? I didn't see any more pictures mm-hmm. on the feed, so here I am. Hey, Davis, you stalking him. Wait a minute, you stalking him on Facebook? <laughs> you stalking him because I, I, I tell you what, honestly, I valued our friendship. I've been knowing Davis for 10 years, 
I valued our friendship because he never crossed the line with me. He never was inappropriate with me. We never had inappropriate conversations, y'all. He d- he didn't even know how to have one if he did, right? <laughs> <laughs> you trying to do something, he's like, you know right. what? <laughs> right. And in that time when God snatched me up, I realized I can't love that man with an angry heart. I'm not healed, right? Because mm. now I'm trying to make him responsible for what others have done to me. And that's mm. when I realized wow. I allowed those things to happen, right? And um, how can I receive fully with a broken heart? How? How can you? And um, you're, I wasn't healthy. Even during that period, where I was four or five years into my, still wasn't healthy, right? And um, God smashed me up, pulled me back. And so <clears throat> two years went by. We were still talking. I was bringing him to, you know, told him, not bringing him, told him about some different speakers, some different um, um, ministries to kind of explore. And he did. <clears throat> and we would see each other. And it was like, hey, ah, it was so high school, right? And I was like, well, <laughs> because it didn't work out over there, you ain't going to run up over here, right? So two years went Feeling by. Feelings. Right, I'm in my feelings. <laughs> two years went by, I'm good. He reached back out to me again. I was so hesitant with exploring something to him because I didn't want to make a misstep in God's Mm -hmm. in our relationship. And I felt so good, especially in this part of my singleness where I didn't even want to leave his presence. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, so this in a two year period, like. That two this years, is the I, two year period after he finished with his relationship. Okay, God, okay. And so you and God this is in like, that. I'm, I'm just trying to clarify. Like, right, right. This is like my sixth and fifth year in my singleness, right? Where I was like, okay. I ain't trying to leave, but I really got, it took me a while to get here. I don't need no interruptions, right? And so mm-hmm. we took it. He was like, I just want to hang out. And my mom would say, He's a good guy, Rachel. I mean, you act like you're trying to get married next week. He just want to take you out. <laughs> I was like, I love your mama, girl. Okay. I wish I could have met your mama. <laughs> I was like, okay, you know, let me, let me, you know, I can go to the movies or whatnot. Um, and just organically, it flowed the way it needed to flow. Um, for six months, I didn't even want to hold this man's hand, right? Mm. And y'all, Davis is not, he's a tall glass, drinking glass of water, okay? <laughs> Look, tall, dark <laughs> glass of water. Yes. yes. I'm, I look at him now, I was like, I had to be blind. I had yeah. to. You was, that's no. some lenses, girl, the crack lens. Girl, I'm telling you. Person. I don't know who prescribed them lenses. I I, I did them myself. That, uh, that dude just stepped back. on them and it was cracked and you was trying to yes. wear them still. Yes. <laughs> it, girl, thank God I'm free. But um, it, it yes. you know, we started slowly dating. I started bringing him around my spiritual leaders because it was important now. Um, it was important that I had a multitude of counselors. So I wanted to be safe. Right. I would bring him in unknowingly. We're friends. So I had my leaders in a church would kind of scope out the things and things happen, happen quickly where we start slowly dating September 2016 and um, 2017 in November. 
he proposed. <laughs> God so faithful. I used to joke around before I even thought about or conceived this idea that I would marry Davis, right? I was like, somebody gonna pay for my wedding, right? Our whole we didn't have to put anything into our wedding. Our leaders at the church did everything and other people, family members poured into us. I didn't have to buy my gown. <laughs> he didn't have to buy his tux. Everything was paid for. Um, won't he do it? Girl, won't he do it? <laughs> won't he do it? And, you know, not to say that we haven't endured hardships in our marriage because we did. Immediately within that first year, um, in that first year, uh, my mom. That chip? Yes, the chip. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm so sorry. Um, it's all good, girl. Everybody know we in our house doing this, guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um, we got married, and before, like a couple of days before our first year anniversary, I had to bury my mom. And let me mm. tell you, don't even think about a list because. Who would have, who prays for, God, I want a husband. If something happens with my family, you know, my mom passes and da, 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 I need him to be there. You're not thinking about that. You're thinking about something else. So when I really asked God to surrender my choice three years before me and Davis even entertained, um, two years before, I'm sorry. I was so genuine because how he took care of me after my mother's loss, I, I didn't even know how to what that would look like, but how he nurtured me, he protected me during that period is is indescribable, right? Um, we also endured other things where my journey of infertility now, I'm expecting. That's a whole nother Ooh, baby, episode. Baby, we're going to do another episode, child. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I love, I love that story. But That's a whole nother mm-hmm. story. Okay. Um, to but God yeah, but I mean, he was with you. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. And I was also with him, right? How he experienced child sexual abuse and the different torments um, from his past that he had to endure and go into counseling. And then I had to go into counseling, you know, is a balance there where professionally he's taking care of him as well as I but also we're taking care of ourselves spiritually and that communication that we do have. So when we do endure things, we come back, we come back, mm-hmm. you know, not only that within like the yeah last year, um, we're approaching five years in February. So within last year, we went to marriage, marital counseling to check in, to see mm-hmm. are there some foundational things that we need to explore and address, right? So one of the things that we do in our household is we're going to go to counseling, right? Individually. We're going to get our help. Mm-hmm. And if we're done, you know, we also know that we can go back for check-ins. That's something that we do. Mm-hmm. We're breaking systems and generational curses that has been like wildfire in both of our families, right? That we need mm-hmm. to address. Um, so there are things that we endured. <laughs> there were some times where like my first lady would say, I want to get that cast iron skillet and pop him in the head sometimes, right? Ooh, child, <laughs> don't we know it? <laughs> but the balance is he's getting his help. I'm getting also my help where, although I'm in the field, 
he even inspired me to go back do a check-in with me Candice, you know, like, mm-hmm. like, girl, I got to call my counselor. I'm going to go see my counselor. <laughs> and I enjoyed it. I really just enjoyed that check-in um, and that time that I had with my counselor when I was in Louisiana. So, yeah, um, um, the journey continues. <laughs> the journey. It's a journey, y'all. And that's what, you know, that's what I want people to understand. Like, there really is no destination. I mean, we're going to be journeying until the Lord calls us home. So right. there really is no destination. The The thing is, you know, growth, continual right. growth. And I know sometimes it may seem like things are going in reverse. You haven't, like, you know, setbacks, but just know that when things seem to be um, going backwards, that God really is still orchestrating your steps. And, and, you know, you just have to be obedient to what he's telling you to do and just, you know, just follow his lead. And in that thing, you're not lost, you know, you feel lost, like you don't know where you are and maybe you don't know where you are, but God sees you and he knows where you are. So, you know, you just have to surrender, you know, like, God, I don't know where I'm going. I don't even know where I'm at. But he's like, okay, just take my hand, you know, and it's one small step at a time. And so it says, girl, we, listen, I'm probably gonna have to break this up into two episodes because it's long and we can probably do this like all day, right? Because this is such a good oh, yeah. conversation. Oh, yeah. But um, just to kind of wrap things up, you know, God, I don't even know how we wrap this up, but you know, you you went through so much, you know, from your childhood through this point where you really uh, expounded on this relationship, toxic relationship, and then like years of singleness. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now you're married and y'all expecting little baby. I'm so excited about that, y'all. But um, so just kind of tell us, I guess I want you to give the women listening um, some words of encouragement and maybe a scripture to stand on in there, like if they have experienced toxic relationships, if they found themselves, quote unquote, playing a fool, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they may experience some shame. They may experience some guilt um, amongst other things. What can you say to encourage them as they find themselves having to sit in this or God, it's so much. Okay. For the ones I need you to, I need you to talk to two people. I need you to just say a word of encouragement for those who are still in that situation mm-hmm. and need to leave. Mm-hmm. And then the one who is out and just feel like they don't know what to do next. Okay. For those that are still in that situation and need to leave, you know who you are. Um, examine where you are right now. Create um, a system of stillness in your life and really get curious about those questions that you're avoiding. Um, What void am I trying to fill? Who am I truly trying to run from? Is this um, the version of myself that I know to be true? Um, Are there other ways to honor me? Um, Is this relationship serving me right now? And so if you are in that space, create ways where you can get curious and discover yourself, but also discover who your father is. Because once you get to know him, trust and believe that he will allow you to experience um, um, moments of when you're in that stillness, those moments of awakenings that you will hold on to. 
And when you find yourself behaving in that um, dysfunctional pattern, you will begin that inner self, that inner tuition will begin to question. Um, That highest version of self will begin to speak to that lowest part of you and remind you of who you are, who you can be, who you are becoming, and you no longer need this. And you have this strength to walk away. And um, there's many scriptures in the Bible that you can stand on. One of my favorite books um, in the Bible is just the book of Joshua because he was so courageous. And I think you have to have that courage to leave that familiar place, that, that familiar place of what you grew up in, that familiar place of what you allowed yourself to be in, um, and journey into that foreign place. And that foreign place can look, um, can be peace, could be um, um, a pathway to to healing. And healing is not all sunflowers and daisies, right? It's a journey. You will have to endure. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, you will have to endure, but stay in the fight. You have to have courage and be not, um, be not afraid. He's with you. Even in those dark and dirty places, there's a book I'm reading by T.D. Jakes. It's called Crushing. And he talks about how while you're being in a dirty place, that seed, in order in order for it to grow and blossom, it has to die in the soil that is in, right? So um, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother, whole nother. I just read a quote about that, but go ahead on, go yeah. on. <laughs> so um, I, I want you to be mindful about Get in that place of stillness. Ask yourself those hard questions. And you know, all in all, in hearts and hearts, that you need to leave. And you, as you heard my story, small acts of courage will get you out. And if you find yourself going backwards, don't allow shame to keep you in prison because that's the role of shame. It wants to keep you in prison. It wants you to believe that no one else would accept your story or accept some of the things that you have done. There are some things that I'm not proud of, but my husband knows everything and I know everything about him. And having those hard conversations with yourself first will give you permission as you embark on your journey of singleness and understanding God, you'll have to have those hard conversations to establish a healthy relationship. But in order to do that, you must establish a healthy relationship with yourself first, right? Mm. For those who are, um, what was the next group I'm talking to, Candice? Because I'm very passionate. Uh, those who have, <laughs> no, I understand. So those who have gotten out of that relationship, but they now they're just feeling lost and they don't know what to do next. Oh, I can speak to you all too. It is a journey. It is a journey. There's a book. Um, it is called Hind's Feet Upon High Places, I think by Hannah Haynard. And it talks about this character. It's an allegory. Her name is Much Afraid. And she leaves her relatives of old man fearing, bitterness and resentment. And she takes a journey with the shepherd. Think about your life as taking a journey with the shepherd. On your journey of singleness, you will take detours. Right. It is not this straight path to the high places like I'm on my way to get married or do this and go in corporate world. And that, uh, no, you're going to take some detours. And when you take these detours, they are meant to help structure you and develop you into your highest self. And 
each, I think about this, each version of yourself has to endure something. So let's say I just turned 30, um, 32 this year. There were 31 versions of me that had to take mm. tours to get to where I am today, right? And so as you're on this journey, know that the detours are expected, embrace them, learn from them, sit in it, and know that it is only temporarily. And always you have access to the shepherd. He will give you what you need in that season. He will give you that people that you need in that season. But no, once he has called you out of that that's that that valley of loneliness or that valley of um, embarrassment or humiliation he's going to take you to another journey and you're going to have to be open to receive new people new relationships and you're going to have to be open to let go of some of those people who were beneficial for you in this season but there's going to be some disruptions where they're not for you in this season that God is taking you into and on this journey you have to go alone that's another one. Mm. You have to go alone. That's a hard one. You can't bring anyone with you, but you will have companions. And when you, if you get that book, The Companions is Sorrow and Suffering. And those are the detours that um, you will have to have on your, on your journey. But as you continue to walk on the journey with God, he will also give you glimpses of the high places and he will take you there and your companions will begin to change from grace and glory. So stay on the journey, trust the process, dive into the deep. You're not meant to drown. Um, the currents will take you where you need to go. So that's my spiel. Oh, girl, you are melting my heart over here, girl. <laughs> You know, this is such a rich episode. I mean, there's so much to take out of it. And this conversation is just so amazing. And I know it's going to bless the lives of so many women who listen because I know we've all played the fool at least once. <laughs> I will I will say the vast majority, maybe everybody hasn't, but I mean, I feel like we've all had like a foolish moment at the very least. Yeah. And so these relationships, you know, they're hard and the enemy is crafty and he shows himself through those type of relationships to take advantage. Mm -hmm. So it's hard, you know, he takes a hold and, and it's hard to let go. And so I just thank you, Rachel, for being vulnerable and sharing your story and being truthful and authentic. Like it, th this was amazing, an amazing, amazing conversation. So ladies, we're going to wrap up with that. Like, I don't even know what else we could say because it was just so, so good. Rachel's going to come back, y'all, because I can't. Um, yeah, there's just so much. <laughs> and, and I love this so very much. Sis, I'm going to let you go get the rest of your day. <laughs> know that I love you and I can't wait to connect again. Absolutely. You take care and thank you for allowing me to be a part of your journey. And thank you for birthing this. Um, thank, thank you. you. You did it. You did it. Keep going. Keep going. Thanks, sis. Thank you. All right, ladies, we're going to holler at y'all next time. Man, man, man. Can you believe how God comes through? I mean, he's so amazing. How he blesses, how he orchestrates, how he just really takes everything that we've gone through and works it together for our good. I love Rachel's story because it really, truly is a testament to God's goodness 
and to his word that he truly does work all things together for our good, for those of us who love him and are called according to his purpose. And Rachel says, you know, you are called to do some things in this world. You are a world changer. You are a good steward and man, you are a warrior in the spirit. And so thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for encouraging my sisters here who are listening. Y'all, I want you to be encouraged by her story because man, if you found yourself in that type of relationship, I want you to know that there is hope. You don't have to be like, ah, I messed up and God's never going to forgive me. Yes, he will. You can't say I messed up my one good chance and so I'll never have another chance again. That's not true either. If you listen to her story, like you see she got, you can't even say second chances, like she got multiple chances and so did I in my journey. Like I messed up. I didn't get it right and we're none perfect and God knows we're going to mess up. So he's there with his grace and his mercy to say, hey, let's try again. And I appreciate him so much for that. And let me tell you, sis, who God has for you is for you. You don't have to rush it. You don't have to say, oh, I need to do it now or he's going to move on to somebody else. If he's yours, then he's yours. And that's it. If God ordained it, then that's it. So you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry how it's going to come to pass. You don't have to worry about, like I said, trying to rush it to make it happen right now. Focus on you and getting yourself together, be getting healthy emotionally, spiritually, even physically, so that you can be the best version for yourself for your future, okay? And as we wrap up, don't forget about the gratitude journal challenge that's going on right now. We are currently in week two. Week three is coming really soon on tomorrow, actually. So go ahead and make sure that you are tuning in, participating in the Facebook group and everything else. Also pop over to the Facebook group and tell me what was your favorite part of the conversation with Rachel and I? What did you enjoy the most? And what would you like to hear more about? I want to hear from y'all. All right. I love y'all and I'll talk to you again really soon. Bye, sis. Hey, sis. Listen, if you've been blessed, changed, or inspired by this podcast in any way, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This is the number one way that you can thank me and show support for the show. Also, if this podcast blessed you, don't keep it to yourself. Do a quick share and bless someone else. Please know I am so grateful for each and every one of you, and I would love to hear from you. Come connect with me and other like-minded individuals in my Facebook group called Christian Women Overcoming Heartbreak and Finding Purpose. I can't wait to meet you back here really soon. Until then, remember to love the life you have while you're making it better. Love you, sis.